Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up A Well-Read Life. I'm back this week with my mom, Sharon Graham. In episode 21, we talked about our early reading lives and some of our favorite authors and books, but we wanted to sit down today and talk about our love of picture books and illustration. As we talked about in our last episode together, mom's background in art was very influential in the picture books I read as a child, so we wanted to spotlight some of our favorite illustrators. So mom, what are some reasons that you love picture books so much? One thing, it's the, the art, and it's the first thing that a child sees before they can read. So the pictures are so important, and they're brief, they're succinct. That's, I just love the art, and the fact that the art tells the story before they can read. So for me, some of the, what I love is that it's the pictures are kind of what Mom said. It's an early introduction to children for children to story. And also, it's like a mini theater. It's like you're watching a play unfold as you're looking at the pictures as you go through the book. So those are some of the reasons that I love them. So we wanted to talk about that to start. In a minute, we're going to share some of our favorite illustrators and picture books. But before we get into that, we wanted to talk about the qualities of illustration that appeal to us. Mom, do you want to start with what it is about illustration that appeals to you. What are the qualities that appeal to you? Well, first of all, I think the life. Does it have movement? Does it have life? Is there charm? How about the color? Is it bright? Is it vivid? Does it catch the child's imagination? And when you say life, what do you mean by life? Because that's something that we've talked about. Mm. And when I look at picture books, and I'll say to mom, a lot of times, it just doesn't look like it has life. Mm. Or there are certain illustrators that we'll talk about in a minute. I'll look at them and I'll say they have, it just has life. It just captures the life of the character in the story. It has that movement. So there's kind of like think of it in life and movement go together, but I think there's a little bit of a distinction. You want to share briefly about that? Okay. Uh, Once I was giving an art lesson to a couple of friends, just a, a brief lesson, and I was trying to explain to them the weight of someone sitting in a chair. Do they look like they are just placed on top of the chair or can you feel that person sitting in the chair that weight of their movement so the weight of it in the movement brings it the life it just seems like and, and this is not to be disparaging of anyone who uses draws on the computer or draws from photography or anything like that but there just seems to be a little something static that quality of life that we're talking about, a lot of times it seems like it's drawn from a, a living object. There's maybe they have a live model as opposed to a photograph. So there's just this kind of elusive quality. I feel like when you say life, it's kind of hard to, it's a little hard to explain, but it just, it seems to convey a living, moving object. I really think life and movement go together as we've said before, but there's just, there's just this, it's a difference. It's, it's not static. It seems to come off the page. You feel like you're looking at a, a real 
person, a real character. They they have that personality. I think that's a lot of it is there's oh, that personality that, uh-huh. that comes through the drawing. But we also wanted to talk about gesture. Can you mm-hmm. explain gesture? That was one thing that we had talked about together. Just they have this, that sense of movement, gesture. It's life. kind of it, It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just saying the same thing over again. It's the the life. Does it... Does, in personality, I like that. Does it have personality? Can you see expression in the eyes and mm-hmm. in the face and in the, the way that the body's moving? You can see what the character's mm-hmm. thinking, what the, the character's actions. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's conveying that as much as the words are, mm-hmm. is what I, I, I think of it as. So, Mom, do you mind sharing very briefly, if you don't mind... My, my mom was telling me this story as we sat down to discuss this episode, mm-hmm. to talk about what we wanted to say. She told me a story about when she was in college. She has a, an art book that she has kept since her college days, mm-hmm. and she wrote in, in it what she hoped to do one day with her art. So if you don't mind sharing it, would you share sure. what your, yeah. <laughs> your I, manifesto I, was? That's <laughs> right, and it was. It was my manifesto, so it was written in very bold ink at the front of my Nicolaides book on life drawing. And I put, I wanted to have the charm of Ernest Shepard. I wanted the color of Brian Wildsmith. And I wanted the life of Hardy Grimotke. That was my manifesto. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk about some of those. We'll talk about those illustrators in just a minute. I just love that idea of mom having that, of just the desire that she had of what she wanted to create. And we talked about briefly drawing from life as opposed to drawing from photographs. And again, we don't want to be disparaging of anyone, but we we really seem to prefer artists that draw from life. And it doesn't mean that we don't like artists who also draw from photographs. And I think there mm-hmm. some of the artists that we like predominantly draw from life, at times draw from photographs. Mm-hmm. But we just seem to be drawn to that a little bit more. I'm just recently become a big fan of Shirley Hughes, although mom tells me that we read Shirley Hughes books when I was younger. She didn't stay on my radar until recently with my daughter. And I recently watched an interview with her where she was talking about her process. And she says that she never draws from photographs, she draws from life. Her illustrations definitely have that movement that we were talking about. They seem to convey that personality that life in her drawings and we also just watched a little a very short documentary about tasha tudor and she also said she prefers to draw from life but we also like the artist jerry pinkney and he draws he uses a lot of photographs so it's kind of we're we're not we're not snobs (laughs) they they can put life in a photograph Mm -hmm. you can put life in a flower sack Mm-hmm. I've seen that in a Disney book where they had to draw a flower sack and they gave something so stationary, personality, movement, life. Mm-hmm. So it's just what the artist puts in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to switch over and start talking about some of our favorite picture books and illustrators. I know that was a very brief introduction to what were the qualities that we're looking for, but we wanted to very quickly touch on that. And so then we could spend the bulk of the time talking about our favorite illustrators and picture books. So we wanted to start off with one of our absolute favorites that we didn't get to mention last time. Mm -hmm. It's The Wild Baby by Barbara Lindgren. 
And it's illustrated by Eva Erickson. So mom, do you want to give a brief summary of what The Wild Baby is about? This is a book that we (laughs) we Uh checked out from the, the library nonstop growing up. Oh, we just, yeah. this is a family favorite. We love this book. It is sadly out of print. I was able to track down a copy recently that was not terribly expensive, but usually it is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry about that. Try to get a copy from the library because it's just such a darling book. Oh, it is. So mom, you want to give that brief summary? Well, it might be because it was dear to my heart because I had some wild babies. <laughs> I was not one of them. <laughs> and they did those things so practically. And the mother just loves that little baby to pieces. I guess that's it. The expressions on his face, the things he does, it's just a classic. So it's about a little boy named Ben and his mother. And he is just this rambunctious, mischievous little charmer (laughs) who just gets in all sorts of trouble in the whole book. It's told in, in rhyme. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's a Swedish book and it is translated by Jack Perletsky. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? And it's just his story of one, one scrape he gets into after another and how he scares his poor mother to death. (laughs) And it's just, but the mom's love for her little boy, even though he is just a a, wild baby. (laughs) Whoa. He is, My goodness, anyone would be scared. (laughs) Any mother would be terrified of the things that he gets into his head and the things that he does. But it's just, it is just a charming book. Mm. And it's just great for those little wild children (laughs) (laughs) that you know in life. But the illustrations are, they're, I don't know how to describe them. They're watercolor and they're, pen and ink. But the style of them. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of more of a, just this kind of cute little impish. They're not super... They're lovable. They're, they have life in them, mm-hmm. but they're not... They're almost cartoonish. Mm-hmm. They're so good. It, like I said, if you can get a copy at your local library, if you are able to track down a used copy that's not too expensive, I wish... We both have talked about this. We really wish that they would do reprinting of this book because it's just so fun. It's a delight. Another book, and I mentioned this last time, is The Maggie Bee by Irene Haas. And it's the story of a young girl who makes a wish. She has a baby brother and she makes a wish one night that she will have a ship of her Mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. And she has a dream that night. And in the dream, it's just a day in her life on her own ship with her baby brother's Mm -hmm. company. And it's just a sweet book. There is a meal in it that they have. She makes a stew and peaches, warm peaches mm-hmm. with honey. cinnamon and honey. And there's and muffins. muffins and fresh goat's milk. And We made the muffins we- <laughs> and the honey and the peaches, but not the stew not, or the goat's milk. Not, but it's, <laughs> we love that meal in it. And when I was growing up, we had a new dryer in, the, of course, the dryer box. We claimed it for our own, and Mom made a little cabin for me, a little ship's cabin, and my sister to replicate the Maggie B. So we had little curtains. She used little gingham material again, and she drew plates on the wall. I got to feel like I was living in the Maggie B, and that was one of the, one of the happiest memories of my childhood. I love that book. And I love that memory. Irene Haas also wrote a book called Carrie Heppel's Garden, which is an, was another favorite of ours. I don't remember the story as well because it's been a while. Do you remember what the story was, Mom? The, there are three children, 
and they live next door to Carrie Heppel, who they think might be possibly have powers. (laughs) (laughs) So one night they sneak over there and, oh, the, the illustrations are beautiful of the different flowers. And she just turns out to be an elderly woman. And I think there's a, a sweet little friendship that forms. And so what we love about Irene Haas's illustrations, I love how cozy they feel. Mm. The Maggie B is just a very cozy, very soothing book. There's sweet pictures of her and her little brother. It's just a very family life illustrations, and they're they're very sweet. Like I said, homey feeling. Comfort. She has really good color too in her later books. The Summer Song is another book by her, and she's very vibrant, beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. What are some anything I'm missing with her, Mom? No, her her watercolors are exquisite. She is an excellent illustrator. And then another one. This is probably mm. along with The Wild Baby and Maggie B. This is one of my all-time favorite books. And I can't believe we forgot to mention it last week because this was, again, these were absolute favorite books of mine from childhood. And they are the Ernest and Celestine books by Gabrielle Vincent. She is a French writer and a French illustrator. So they're, again, unfortunately, very hard to find. I don't think they're in print anymore. I believe that you can still find them secondhand and at a reasonable price. I finally tracked down a copy of Ernest and Celestine a few years ago. But it is the story, or stories, there's quite a few books, of a little mouse and her bare adopted father, adoptive father. And they're just very minimal text with these beautiful illustrations Mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier remind us a lot of Ernest Shepard. Mm-hmm. So the the Winnie the Pooh and Wind in the Willows illustrator. They're watercolor. Watercolor and ink. And ink. So there's a lot of what she does with her ink is she leaves a lot of the gesture mm-hmm. in her illustration. So she doesn't she doesn't have just the perfect lines. There's still a few lines like someone was drawing. I would describe it as you were kind of trying to get the lines. You've mm-hmm. dra- it's like a few lines on that you've drawn. And it somehow that helps keep that, that movement mm-hmm. within the picture. But her illustrations are phenomenal. Just the, the emotion. The emotion. The emotion yeah. that she portrays mm-hmm. is amazing. Because there's one picture I'd shown mom of the little mouse Celestine where she's leaning into a doorway and she's watching mm-hmm. Ernest do something. And then you could just, you see, or she is really, it is like really looking at someone just really leaning into the doorway. And, it, and it's just the same stance that a little girl feel, would do. You yeah, can feel it. You really do. You feel it. And then there's a really just darling picture of her where she is talking to her stuffed animals she's the <laughs> Ernest and Celestine the the gist of the story is she has lost her very favorite stuffed animal they can't find her stuffed animal and she has all of her stuffed animals around her and she's telling them how much she misses that one stuffed animal the picture is she's confiding in her stuffed animals and it's just 
you can see this child, this like not child, but this mouse, <laughs> this mouse child, really how they would confide in their toys. I think as a child, you identify with it so well. And she does so much with those, those pictures because like I said, the text is very, very minimal, but she is able to get the feelings of a child. And as an adult, when you're looking at it, you, you go back and you can, you can sympathize with the child, but you can also see the, the adult side of the, the bear Ernest and you identify with that as well. I just, I love those books. So it's just an endearing book. It is my, one of my heart books. (laughs) So also we mentioned briefly, Ernest Shepard. He is one of our all-time favorites. Mom, you want to talk a little bit more about Ernest Shepard? Because mom introduced me to Ernest Shepard. And growing up, that was always, I knew that was one of mom's very favorite illustrators. Always. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll let mom talk a little bit more about him. Uh, The Winnie the Pooh. I mean, everybody's familiar with the, the original Winnie the Pooh drawings. And then Wind in the Willows. And it's just so... Uh, charming. I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's everything to me. Mm-hmm. He has the life. He has the movement, the emotion, the feel. He he is one of my most favorite. And mine too. Again, we said, if you're not familiar with his name, you're pretty sure you'd be familiar with his illustration. So he did Winnie the Pooh and The Wind in the Willows. Those are the ones that he's, I think, most known mm-hmm. for. So those books, of course, are still in print. So Check those out because his illustrations are just so, like mom said, just so charming. And one of our other favorites is Barbara Cooney. Mm -hmm. Now, I grew up with her book, Squawked the Moon Little Goose. There are a few of her books that I did not read when I was younger. Some of them hadn't been written until I was a little bit, a little bit past picture books at that time. But so at that stage of childhood, Squawked the Moon Little Goose was one of my favorites. It was my older brother's book. And it was one of the kind of our inherited books as children. But it is just a very tongue-in-cheek, sort of a fable type of, of book. And it's one that we've always, we grew up with. And there's a certain line that goes through it that is part of, you know, family lore. <laughs> <laughs> good is good and bad is bad. <laughs> so... Uh, Mom likes, that's one of mom's favorites. And also there's another one of her books I'll let you talk about. And then I'm going to talk about the other ones that I have recently really come to love. They've become some of my favorites now for my daughter. Mom, I'll let you talk about that one. When the Sky is Like Lace is flowy and, and a poetic flow to it, where these animals and children are dancing at night under the moon, under the moonlight. Oh, it's it's so sweet. Barbara Cooney's illustrations, before I go a little bit further, we'll probably need to talk about it just a little bit. They look kind of like folk art. Mm-hmm. That's do. how I would describe them. I think she uses gouache okay. and watercolor. Not so much pen and ink, mm-hmm. but it's more of a, a shape than mm-hmm. a line. And there's not a lot of detail to the faces. Mm. It does look very, very folk artish. There's a distinct style when you see a Barbara Cooney mm-hmm. illustration. And again, the colors are just, mm-hmm. I love the colors. So When the Sky is Like Lace is the book that mom was talking about. And I didn't remember that book. I remembered a couple of the illustrations. I checked out the book last year for my my daughter at the library. And I looked at it and I didn't remember the story. I remembered only a few of the illustrations. But there's a, it's a lot of deep 
blues, it mm-hmm. seems like. And it, At night. Yeah, it's nighttime. It takes place during nighttime. There mm-hmm. seems like there's some pastel. Oh, yeah, there might be. So I think there's some pastel that was used, but it's just, it, it is also a really good one. My three new favorites of Barbara Cooney, and there some of them are not, they're not new books, but they're, they were new to me. The Oxcart Man, I've mentioned it before on here. I believe I've mentioned all three of these, but the Oxcart Man. It was written in 1979, so it's not a it's not a new book, but it is a very it's a, from a poem. I think it was written originally for the New Yorker, and it is just a very calming book. It's about a farmer and his family, and he is going to sell all the goods that they have made or collected all throughout the winter. And he's going to go and sell it at a market. And then he sells it. He comes home. And then they start the cycle all over again. So it's a very calming book. It goes by the seasons. I don't know how to put it all into words, but I recommend it. Like I've said before, get a copy and read it. It's, even as a, an adult, even if there are no children in your life, there's something about picture books that mm-hmm. really... They're, they're like, they minister to you. <laughs> they're very calming. They make you slow down. They make you slow down. They do. They make you stop what's going on in life and, and, and observe. You, ha- mm-hmm. you have to look at the pictures mm-hmm. to get the whole of the story. So they really make you pause for a moment. So I, I, I'm a big proponent of get picture books, even as an adult, mm-hmm, even if definitely. there aren't children in your life, look at the good picture books. They're good illustrations. Put them in another room in your house if you don't want anyone to know that you're getting picture books, but <laughs> but get them because they're just, they're really good good for us. They enrich our lives. So I, I'm a big fan. So no apologies. No get apologies. <laughs> get a picture book. Uh, another one is Miss Frumpheus. And it is, it is just a beautiful book about a woman who is seeking how to bring beauty into the world. And I love that book. I got it for my daughter. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful book. And, but my, my absolute favorite of Barbara Cooney's books is her, she illustrated it. She didn't write it. It's Rocks of Oxen. It is so cute. The illustrations are beautiful. The colors are amazing. I don't like the desert. It takes place in, I think, Arizona. Arizona. But the I love these illustrations. And it's about a group of children, I guess, in the early 1900s. And they have an imaginary town that they create called Rocks of Oxen. Mm-hmm. And it's their little adventures. And it's humorous. And it's sweet. I just cannot recommend that book highly enough. Please get a copy. It is in print. And it is delightful. And it is beautiful. And you will have so much enjoyment from reading it. So that's a really going to put a plug in for that. <laughs> Another book that I loved as a child, and mom loved it too, so I'll let her talk about it. I won't hog the microphone, is The Treasure by Yuri Shulevitz. And I recently bought this because this was one of my favorite picture books as a child. I would check this out along with Ernest Celestine, the Francis books, Maggie B. But it's a story about a man who has a dream mm-hmm. about finding a treasure. And so he goes to look for the treasure. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but it, it has a nice little twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very sweet message at the end. It's very beautiful little book, minimal text, mm-hmm. beautiful pictures. There, I don't know how to describe his illustrations. Well, technically, pen and ink and... <laughs> 
and watercolor. But Yuri Shilovitz wrote a book on children's book illustration, which is still a classic, even though parts of it are a little outdated. But it is a great book for illustrating children's books. Mm-hmm. His illustrations are, I would say, kind of stylized. They're very maybe. stylized, mm-hmm. yes. So that's what I'm, I'm looking for. They're very stylized pictures. But they're, uh, like I said, the colors are just beautiful, and the story is so good. It's mm-hmm. just such a good story. So The Napping House was another favorite. Oh, it's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> it's just a fun story. It is illustrated by Don Wood. They were husband and wife writing, illustrating team. Mm-hmm. Audrey Wood and Audrey, Don Wood. Audrey Wood wrote the text, and mm-hmm. Don Wood wrote, uh, not wrote, illustrated the the book he they also did a book called king big goods big goods in the bathtub yeah and it's also a lot of fun but the napping house was just we loved it just a fun it's just a fun book it's just a really cute illustrations are darling the illustrations and and the text is is it is it's both of it and again they're a little they're kind of stylized a little bit Uh uh-huh Right. But they're just, they're fun. They're humorous. I feel like there's a lot of humor in that book. And then those illustrations, they have, you you feel like they have a good sense of humor. And another one is, another one of mom's favorite illustrators, favorite illustrators is Margot Zimak. And she did Hush Little Baby. And It Could Always Be Worse. I believe It Could Always Be Worse is still in print, but I'm not sure about Hush Little Baby. I'm, I'm not sure about it. She doesn't have a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of color in her, her illustrations. They are very humorous. Very humorous. Yes. And she uses gouache, I believe, in Hush Little Baby. I think it's watercolor, and it could always be worse. The story, the background of what's going on, in, in all the detail, mm-hmm. it's just hilarious. It has the humor, everything you could want. A good story, just, it could always be worse, is so true. <laughs> It's the story of a man who goes to a rabbi. A rabbi. To tell him all the things that are going wrong. With He has a lot of kids, and they have, I don't know if there's relatives living with them. His mother-in-law. His mother-in-law's living with him. So he keeps going to the rabbi, and the rabbi keeps having him add new things to the house. So it might be a goat. goat chickens. Yes. So, there, so it's always the... The end, of course, is it could always be worse. Just so, take them out one yeah, by, by one, one, and you're left with the same amount of people that you had at the beginning that was driving you crazy. But hey, it seems <laughs> it seems a lot better. <laughs> seems a lot better. Things are more sane. <laughs> but yeah, she does. She does great detail. Oh, details. Yeah, and humorous. the humor. And like I said, that's I think something that in a, a lot of these books I didn't think about it until just now. There's a lot of humor in the illustrations mm-hmm. and you have to look for it, but it's, it's so much fun to discover that. And so mom has a favorite from childhood called the golden book of poetry and Gertrude Elliott was the illustrator. Mm-hmm. So I'll let mom talk about that for a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about a recent favorite. Okay. When I, I must have been four or five I couldn't read. I must have been four. And I was, I knew those poems. It was the Golden Book of Poetry. I'm sure it was my older sister and mom and dad reading them to me. I would pour over those illustrations, saying those little poems to my heart's content. <laughs> they were, they were darling. Kind of remind me of Gustav Tingren, mm. who did a lot of the Golden Books. The golden Books. Kind of in that style. I think he did. 
Did he do the little the three little bears that we loved? Mm-mm. Who did, he did that? The puppy, the pokey puppy. He did the pokey puppy. Who did the three little bears that we oh, loved? Oh, Theodore Ro- Rodzinkowski. I forgot about him. These are harder books to find, uh-huh. but they are that one's still in print. That one's still though, in print. Uh-huh. It's it's the three little bears, and the illustrator is Theodore, Theodore Rodzinkowski, and he also did Froggy Winter Courtin, which might. And a Caldecott? Might have been a Caldecott. I don't think it's in print anymore. But those mm-hmm. are very, like, 1940s-style illustrations. Mm-hmm. They're just a, a lot of fun. Another little golden book favorite is Eloise Wilkins, who mm-hmm. did a book called Baby Deer, which was a favorite of mm-hmm. mine in childhood also. That one, I think, is also out of print. I'm so sorry. But if you get your hands on it, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful little illustrated book. It's so sweet. A new favorite of mine, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but we'll go back around to some of our, we'll have to kind of list them off quickly because there's so many and we'll run out of time. But one of my recent favorites, or has, my attention has been brought back to her, Shirley Hughes, and her book, I just got all around me and out and about, and i looking for a copy of Dogger and some of her Alfie books, but her illustrations are just so So darling, the children in them, you just want to pick them up and hug them. They're just so (laughs) cute and they just have so much personality and they, they look like they do the things that children do. And it's just so sweet to see how she's captured those moments. So love Shirley Hughes. I think most of her books are still in print. So she is definitely one to, to look for. We're going to kind of go through the rest of these that we've written down. We wrote down so many, but we'll go through them kind of quickly and we'll list some of them off faster than others and some we'll take a little time to talk about. But mom, again, loves Beth and Joe Crush. Mm-hmm. She mentioned them last time mm-hmm. we were together. And Probably then- my first favorite illustrations that I can remember as a child, that in Little House on the Prairie. But I used to try to draw after mm-hmm. The illustrations in the book. And those are pen and ink, or I guess pen, pen and, and ink, ink. drawings. So they're not they're not full color. And they illustrated the book, The Borrowers. They did the Borrower series. They're chapter books. They're not mm-hmm. as much picture books, but they're still fun illustrators. And we mentioned, you mentioned earlier, Hardy Grimotki. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Little Toot books. Yes, I love those. <laughs> so the Little Toot is one of the books that we I inherited from my older brother. Mm-hmm. As a child, I had as a little yeah little girl. But they're just they're just fun, like kind of nineteen forties mm-hmm. sort of style of, of illustration, and they're just a lot of fun. So, mom, do you want to talk about Lisbeth Schwerger? Oh, I love Lisbeth Schwerger. Even though her style has evolved in a different way, her which is still good. Mm-hmm. Her first books were again pen and ink, watercolor. Not so much pen and ink that you noticed it, mm-hmm. though. It was, uh, she did Thumbelina mm-hmm. and... oh, The Gift of the Magi. I love The Gift of the Magi, The Selfish the giant. giant. That style, uh, mm-hmm. her earlier style, mm-hmm. was much like Arthur Rackham. Mm-hmm. He might have been one of her favorites. I think he's a lot of illustrators' favorite at the mm-hmm. very beginning, mm-hmm. But I really, really love her style, too. Mm-hmm. So she's one that I grew up with, too. The the Gift of the Magi, The Selfish Giant. Those were some books that we read as children. And those were some of the... She was one of the illustrators that I would pour over the pictures 
Because that's what mom did. Mom studied these books. She looked through these books. So I was trying to copy mom in, in some way. And I just love, I love looking at those illustrations and those stories. They're just, they're so good. All of them are just so, so good. Holly Hobby is another one that we, that we both love. We like her Toot and Puddles books, mm-hmm. but also she has, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute, her memoir or autobiography Mm -hmm. the art of holly hobby is just it's just Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite books of all time so i'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute also peter spears and hillary knight we loved that we loved them william joyce michael haig and nm bodecker was he was an illustrator for half magic the edward eager magic Mm -hmm. series Mm -hmm. and again he's this is more of chapter books and he does more of the line drawings Mm -hmm. but they're a lot of fun and edmund dulac it's very detailed and beautiful they're more of the fairy he did some of the fairy tales Mm -hmm. so that those are lovely as well quentin blake Love Quentin. Uh, he was Roald one of the illustrators, <laughs> illustrators for Roald Dahl, so it's our our love of Roald Dahl and Quentin Blake. I really like a newer illustrator as Abigail Halpin. We don't we have a lot of older illustrators on here, but Abigail Halpin is contemporary, mm-hmm. and she does really fun drawings. I'll find out what her blog is and include that in the show notes. But she just has some really, really fun, beautiful pictures she did a i don't know if it's still available but she did a queen of england poster that i bought and i just i love that so (laughs) i would definitely check out check out her as well there's edward we're going to try to pronounce this adder adder zone i'm not sure if we're pronouncing that right he did the tim books the tim books and he also he illustrated my copy of magic summer so his oh, are just like right. pen and ink again. Needed a little bit more of the chapter books, but his are really, really good. Is there anyone else that you wanted to talk about, elaborate on that I, I might have missed? No, but you can go to Seven Impossible Things Before Breakfast, which is a great blog on illustrators and writers for children. So those are that might be one to check out. But these are just kind of a we wanted to get y'all a little get you a little started on some really good illustrators and picture books that kind of you might enjoy even if you don't have children so i know we went through the list really quickly i'll try to do something in the show notes to include links to some of these so it'll make it a little bit easier to find them and i'm sorry that we we chose so many that were out of print and if we've whetted your appetite for any of these illustrators there are a few autobiographies by some of them shirley hughes did a life drawing i'm just ordered a copy of that and holly hobby like i mentioned earlier wrote a book called the art of holly hobby and this was a book that mom got when i was young mm-hmm. and i remember her reading it and studying it you took it to the bathtub with you <laughs> <laughs> and it never got wet <laughs> Moms and Dorias were taking books to the bathtub with her when we were kids and falling asleep, and the books would always get were waterlogged. But this one made it, and it's it's sadly out of print. And I I've looked to beautiful see book. it's oh. just such a beautiful book. It she has a lot of her illustrations that she includes in it from over the years, but she also just has these very short little mm-hmm. slices of life stories mm-hmm. that sprinkled throughout it. And it's just a beautiful insight into her life and the life of a mother, the life of an artist. The heart, her very heart. mm -hmm, I just love this book. So I would read it when mom, mom would read it 
when I was little and I would sneak her copy and read it too. And for my first Mother's Day, she she gave me her copy as my gift. So so it's a very special book. I'm so glad I have it now. And I, I read it after when my daughter was so little, was a year, I mean, she's still little, but a year ago. And it just, I don't know. It's just, a. I feel like it's a heart of a mother. It is the heart of a mother. There's, I mean, it is for anyone, anyone, but also I think especially for, for moms, there's just that, that kinship and that insight into being a mother. It's just a beautiful book. If you if you can track down a copy, please do, because I think that you will enjoy it. And also, are you going to say something else? Jan Pinkowski, the Christmas book. <gasps> I forgot about that. So we're just going to, we're just going to shit, putting this in here. <laughs> we're <Brad living>. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get oh. Jan Pinkowski's The Christmas Story. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. This is not one of the the autobiographies we're talking about, but we we should have included him earlier. He does uh, silhouettes. silhouettes. It is a beautiful book. It tells the Christmas story. He does other books as well. Mm-hmm. That is that is one of our family treasures, that mm-hmm. book. I've bought our, my own copy for my family now, but growing up, that was every year at Christmas, that book came out. It was on display and we would read it together. It is just such an amazing and beautiful book. I cannot recommend this highly enough. Please buy a copy. It is absolutely beautiful. It's still available. So that one, I'm so glad you remembered that, Mom. (laughs) So back to the autobiographies. Ernest Shepard's, he has two volumes. I have not read it yet, but I want to track these down. Uh, One is called Drawn from Memory and one is called Drawn from Life. And like I said, I I think most of these are unfortunately out of print. But if you can get a copy of these, you will be in for such a treat. They are just so good. I, I think that both of us, we talked about in the last last episode how much we love biographies and autobiographies. But there's just something about being able to mm-hmm. get inside the heart and the mind of the people who did who created the, mm-hmm. the craftsmen and the writers and the artists. And it just brings a whole new layer what made them tick Uh it's just a whole new layer of enjoying their work so i hope that you've enjoyed this episode mom thanks again for being on the show thank you we're hoping to do wuthering heights episode in october so look out for that (laughs) a challenge yes (laughs) so we're hopefully going to start reading that soon but everyone have a good week and we'll talk to you next time bye